This week's Laser Time is brought to you by Gamefly. Go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with your free 30-day trial just for signing up through us. I'm coming in telling you to be kind and rewind. Uh, <laughs> um, this is Laser Time, the Internet's fourth leading uh, Internet pop culture show podcast. Thingy, Geek which is... culture, m- according to FlavorWire. Where, where we're oh, yeah. the number two ranked podcast. Ranked, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, this is a format that'll never die. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike many others. Uh, Digital information's forever, man. Yeah, so hi, I'm Chris Antista. I'm Henry Gilbert. Uh, I'm Dave Discman Rudden. Uh, Brett Betamax. Hey, look at it. Henry Laserdisc Gilbert. Uh, there. You could have done HDDVD in a little Damn it! Well, that's, right. We, we wanted to talk a bit about dead formats on 302010. You were not on that episode, Elston? I think that I was. was. Your absent one? No, I might not. I was gone. Because yeah. Dave brought it up. I edited it, so yeah. I feel like I was there. But, like, we were talking <laughs> about HDDVD, like, 10 years ago, HDDVD threw in the towel or premiered? Premiered. Premiered. Yeah. So, and that was essentially the last format war we'll ever see. Over physical media, uh-huh. seemingly yes. Because yeah, like the fo- the war you're seeing right now is Amazon Prime got HBO shows and Netflix has Trailer Park Boys. I know those aren't comparable. That was just <laughs> a pull off the top of my head. But like it's it's a war over platforms, yeah, and not a disc at all. Like everybody is after exclusive stuff. Like Netflix just talks about how they are going to spend a billion dollars this year just on original programming and to have a new show premiere every week. Yeah, and on top of and then meanwhile like. Amazon is getting into that, and and Comcast just bought freaking Comcast dead. just bought DreamWorks. DreamWorks. So it's DreamWorks. it's a war over content, not yeah. not the the medium. Because I think that that came about the Sony Blu-ray stuff because Sony wanted to own the format. So everybody who put something on it. You want to put an episode of Dexter's Lab or <laughs> or porno movie? You got to give Sony a minor give us license, five cents or and whatever. That, that kind of is gone. It's all yeah. it's all server based. I think now Sony wants to have like, hey, 4K is a thing, and everybody else is like, you can have it. If you want to make a 4K disc, no one will fight you over this. Yeah. Sony, and at this, at this, but that's the thing. I, I own a 4K television. Uh-huh. There is nothing to watch. It's, it's the, well. It's the one where it's, there's too much information. Yeah, it, for it's, it, so. it's it's like 4K is the newest thing. Like it's actually been around a while. And there, I got it for five hundred dollars on Groupon, mm-hmm. uh, like a white, oh, a, wow. a forty-inch four K really television, because like it's not worth anything because no one's producing anything for it. Uh. So it's losing a weird little format <laughs> war in and of itself. And I also like, I think last year the statistic was, for the first time ever, old albums outsold new albums. Wow! In the, in music because. We're talking about dead formats here, and like well, I was doing this research on vinyl, and I realized, like, well, vinyl's not dead; mm-hmm. it's never died. Still on HBO? It, no, that show <laughs> I, sucks. But yeah. it, it's not dead at all. Like uh, the cassette tapes are not dead; CDs are not dead. They are still being produced. They are wow. still very much around. Uh, so we don't have to talk about those. <laughs> but I, I have a yeah. little bit of information. I mean, CDs are kind of I I. You ask anybody what was the last CD they bought, they probably can't remember. Yeah. I I bought Mountain Goats uh, Pro Wrestling <laughs> one last year just because the lead singer of Mountain Goats asked people to buy vi- physical so they could maybe get on the Billboard list. So what but, is, I, I asked Grimm 
our I friend Michael to, I, I don't want to research fucking vinyl. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, where do I even start? I'm like, Grim, you're an audiophile. Tell me what, why people like it. And Grim said, one, physical tangibility, i.e. album art, liner notes, and they're cool as hell. Yeah. Two, demands uh, you to be present and generally generally listen to things front to back so it's uh, so so it's less convenient than streaming but yeah. requires more of your attention. Ah. And three, the natural fetishism of fanboys uh, <laughs> and uh, amiibos, collectible statues, etc. Amiibos are yeah. kind of like the return Nobody of Nobody hides their record right. collection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> usually right out there. There's um, less shame about it from a potential date than... Uh, <laughs> the, the whole audio fidelity thing is kind of a goose chase since most people's setups are trash. That's what he said about the recording equipment. I, that's, that was Grimm's best statement. It's a limp dick way to protest the idea of digital, of digital <laughs> life is cheap. And, <laughs> well, I've heard like people talk about they have to get like air hoses from the 70s or whatever to get the real setup. Yeah. And nobody makes them anymore. So I, was more fa- I really wanted to, see, to look at more video formats. I got really curious about video formats, but I decided instead... If we're going to talk dead formats to go back to the very beginning. Oh. Can anybody, Papyrus. as fast as possible, give me the first physical media uh, format? Um, uh, 60 millimeter. Ooh. Not a movie, it's just anything. Oh, geez. Uh, well, a book? A photograph? Those giant, like, big wax record things that that guy dropped on Tech TV once? It is. It is. It oh, is wax not cylinder. That. It yeah. is from 1860. Wow. It is called the Phono Autograph. Uh, and it was, it's pretty interesting. A, a dude who sold books and shit just got, read a book on how the ear worked and tried right. to recreate, uh, yeah, tried, basically tried to recreate a physical ear, but I think it took up the size of a room. Yeah, it looks <laughs> uh, like something that you'd find Donkey Kong in. Yeah, it looks like a cement mixer. <laughs> You're describing um, it, I just picture a double dare thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a cement mixer you find a flag in. Oh, a giant, oh, so it's close. a giant nose full of boogers that you get a flag out of. <laughs> And what it did, it transcribed sound waves and other uh, audio odulations onto smoke blackened paper or glass. But the, here's the thing. It was recording audio so he could analyze audio, oh. but it couldn't. you couldn't play it back. Oh. However, it was preserved and scanned in uh, in 2008, I oh, believe. So, this is so the we sound. have the first ever audio recording. It is the inventor, Edouard Leon Scott de Martinville. Uh, and it took forever to get this at the right speed, but this is the first ever audio recording of a long dead ghost singing Eau Claire de Lune. Oh. It's the creepiest thing you'll ever hear. Wow. This is a man from 1860. I, I don't know, it gives me goosebumps that this is a guy. This is like the oldest recording that can yeah. like, And it couldn't be played back until recently. You just thin all this distortion out, and it's just some guy, Batman versus Superman. Well, that's, I, I don't want to get too ethereal over all of it, but like as, as physical media has gone away and we're all plugged into the internet, this is all just one way for us to share our own thoughts and consciousness with one another yeah. constantly. And forever. I've, I've heard, That's all art it is in physical yeah. media. I've, I've gonna... heard this thought said that um, biographers will have it easy for the rest of time because mm-hmm. unlike with, well, what did Lincoln do this day? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope he kept a diary. Yeah. Meanwhile, what did uh, jo- what did President Obama do? We have him to the minute, like every <laughs> photograph of every day of we his life. We don't have life. to speculate what Jesus' favorite kind of pizza is. <laughs> exactly. Like we'll just have it. We'll have a constant record of what it. pizza did Jesus have on his th- when he was thirty three and eighty days old? This is controversial, but I do believe it was anchovies. And I don't want anybody <laughs> to get it, send me any angry mail. Uh, but uh, in eighteen seventy seven, the first phonograph cylinder was uh, created by Thomas Edison. Ah, good old Edison. And it took an additional 10 years to get it into a commercial state because they discovered that uh, the sound could etch into wax. And wax mm-hmm. is kind of the foundation of all physical media up until that point. So that's so the thing that broke on uh, on Tech TV or whatever. That, <laughs> yeah, that's I a think, great clip. I believe so, yeah. 
Oh wait, what was like the oldest recording broke? Well, yeah, something? this guy took it to Tech TV to yeah. say, "Well, Dave, you." Know, I, 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 don't, I don't remember that well. He's just like showing, like, this is what old records used to be, and they're very rare and all that. Right as the interview ends, it breaks in his hands, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just, just like drops it. I think that, life leaving his soul. I feel like I saw that on a clip, a similar clip of that from People's Court, where they're like, "This is a very valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Pass it to mm-hmm. the clerk," and then the clerk just drops it. Yeah. And they're like, "My grandfather." Well, that, that clerk was Harrison Ford. <laughs> I know that. Threw clip. a Star Destroyer over his head or whatever. So the weird, the weird thing in between in 1933 is kind of the advent of reel to reel and tape, oh, and it was that long. It's yeah. it's always and this is the weird thing you find with formats and you'll find it with VHS and Beta as well. Uh, the superior format never wins ever. Oh really? Yeah, almost ever. Is, is like we have 4K cheap? media now, no one wants it. So it's always money then. It's it, not. Quality? It is kind of a money issue, and, and like, but like Betamax was a superior quality, but it won for different reasons that we'll get into. And like, just as far back as 1933, there were tapes. Like, tape was the foundation of all recorded media. Magnetic tapes. From if that you, you point look at, backwards. I have a flyer for one of my favorite terrible Disney movies, The Computer War <laughs> Tennis Shoes. About, uh, Kurt Russell gets shocked by a computer mm-hmm. and gets all its information <laughs> and becomes the computer. Who wore tennis shoes? But the computer is the size of a room in all reel to reel because that's the way media was in the six. In this, even in the sixties. Yeah, I mean, all those reel to reel tapes, like it's it's huge and it's all magnets. That's why you can't like don't put a magnet near your computer to this day. Still, guys, that especially would would kill them. But wow, that. That also, the, the Thomas Edison thing reminds me, when I was a kid, I was in my elementary school did a musical of the biography of uh, Thomas Edison. So Wait, I'm is your childhood Bob's Burgers? <laughs> it seems like, it. well, now we came to know that, thanks to Bob's Burgers, but I had heard about it before, Edison wasn't a great guy. Like, he... He killed that elephant, man. He, up, he was a real prick. That's exactly how the show went. Look up yeah. Topsy. Uh, but it's just weird that Edison's wax cylinders, It's you bought them in little tiny cardboard tubes, and you take mm-hmm. out this fragile wax cylinder. It wasn't until the creation of the record that sort of like popular home media even came into prominence because it was cheap to produce, uh, and it's durable. And I, I can't back this up, but I think one of the reasons we still have vinyl is uh, that it's technically of like the three audio standards that we've we've seen in our lifetime uh-huh. uh cassettes cds it is it may be the most durable yeah and it's easy to just put in a milk crate and forget about well it, just like your tape wore out by yeah. the nature of being played mm-hmm. uh back in the day a cd like that I, that was fascinating because like Oof. i believe someone was writing about that and that was almost five to ten years ago that the first cds that were supposed to last forever are oxygenating mm-hmm. and that's really the, the, wow. the reason why that that took hold is because like i love it just came to simplicity that like tape and vhs has like Hinges and screws and reels. And a DVD is sheet of plastic, sheet of plastic, and the meat in the middle is a sticker with the data on it. And and that's they love that. That's three yeah. components. To, uh, a lot to cheaper for manufacturing. But since but. It's, it's the data is sandwiched in between these discs, uh, like it's starting to oxygenate and get bubbles in it. Like, all, like I burned tons of DVDs and movies when D- the format mm-hmm. first came out. They do not play... In any of my current Jesus. DVD Blu-ray players, none. Wow, I made so many CDRs. I'm yep. sad to hear they don't work anymore. They, they do not work <laughs> at all. But wow, I can't believe they're. I thought you were going to say because CDs were so fragile in that I beat the hell out of my CDs. Like I just yeah. didn't take care of them, and eventually it was like, oh, this is scratched, and it either it was a test of like. How scratched is this? Can I listen to it every once in a while? Or it's, it's, is it time to throw away the Real Big Fish second album? And that's, that's where I think physical media eventually moved. And it was basically you created a, a, a cave to shelter the actual media itself. Whereas mm. the record is the actual media. 
and the tape contains the actual t- it's a shell that to protect the media because mm-hmm. you're not scratching the the data you're scratching the plastic oh, the thi- outer casing right. when you scratch a disc. Uh, well, so remember the CD doctors that like yeah, fix your uh-huh. CDs and all they would do is remove a like micro what do you call that a like, uh, like a, t- a millimeter of, of it or a, a small s- small yeah. fraction of the plastic on the disc. That's all it was doing. Million. Yeah, that was a uh, it was almost like the deli slicer from yeah. the Sa- Seinfeld <laughs> episode where he cut it so thin he couldn't even see it anymore. <laughs> it's similar to that I I was used to those CD doctors because. I worked at both Blockbuster Video and at another yeah. video store where, at the independent video store I worked at, they actually would charge people. Like, if people came in and said, hey, this disc doesn't work, I'll just, can I just give you five bucks and you put it on your machine? <laughs> and there was this one guy who, like, he, I felt so bad for him. He came in and he had, like, hit his 360 while Madden was in it oh. and it was just scratched. And he was like, can you do this? And, like, he put it through the machine, like, ten times. And I really wanted to help the guy, but I was like, this scratch is way too deep. Like, mm. we can't cut this but any I, farther. It didn't say what it was doing on the package. Mm-hmm. That basically you're yeah. removing a layer of your physical media. I that's, yeah. like, I never used that. I used this, like, pink, like, gloppy stuff. You would just, like, smear on your disc and it would fill in the cracks. Okay. Never really worked. I remember... Okay. I had that's right, because vinyl repair stuff uh, in yeah. for cars. You used toothpaste or something like yeah. that. Yeah. still a Except method. Except I was paying, like, five or six bucks per bottle of this. I probably spent more... On fixing Triple Play '98 for my PlayStation <laughs> with that goop, I could have probably just bought a, set, a new disc for the same amount that I spent in all that goop. Who is the cover star of Triple Play? Uh, I want to say Bernie Otis Williams. Wagner. No. Probably not. No, someone. I think it was someone on the Devil Rays, but I, I can't. <laughs> it remember. was way off. Commercial alert! Put the VCR on pause. Ah! You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Man, we all get cut in April. Is that just when companies are like, oh, we get our taxes, we don't want people anymore. Which I have not even done yet, and I'm terrified. I can't wait to see how that goes. We'll we'll see where I end up on that. Like, whether I end up with a gun in my mouth at the end of this week or not, depends on how that goes. Man, do you Uh, got money for a gun? uh, Shit. Well, I I mean, there's always... I have to stab myself. I have to fucking Elliot Smith myself. Can you uh, stab yourself with that Uncharted 2 limited edition? (laughs) Do you still have that? Yeah, you can sell that and pay your bills. file down that hoverboard and make the ultimate (laughs) statement. That'd be just like Chris Benoit hanging himself on his uh, workout equipment. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say his fucking championship belts. That would even uh, be even No, better. that would have been better. Do you have a Nobel Peace Prize you can pay yourself <laughs> on? As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> Threw away all those Peabody's, had to make space. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Guys, thank you for joining us for our exploration of dead formats. You know what format's not dead? That's right, the CD, the DVD, the Blu-ray, the video game. As you know, I was someone who was trying to lead an entirely digital lifestyle, but hard drives, but hard drive space of the world would not allow that to happen. So thank God there's something like Gamefly where I can try anything I want and have it shipped straight to my door in that also not dead format of the post office. Gamefly's got 8,000 titles to choose from on Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Wii U, 3DS, PS Vita, and I'm pretty sure I found some even older Xbox original games on there as well. They ship it directly to you at no extra cost with a prepaid envelope 
envelope to ship it back whenever you want. Don't like a game? Send it back at no cost to you. If, if you've been burned by up to two games a year, this makes total sense for you. And guess what? If you like a Gamefly game enough, Gamefly members can buy the game outright at an extremely reduced cost, and Gamefly will ship you the box and manual and everything that comes with that game at a deeply reduced cost. Plans start as low as $15.95 a month, but if you're the kind of person who buys multiple games every year, this could really save you money and have you playing more. We recommend Gamefly, and if you go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime, you can get started with a free 30-day trial. Give it a shot. Try out new games like Battleborn, Dark Souls 3, one of my favorite new games, Sega 3D Classics on 3DS. Just give it a shot. You can send it back if you don't like it. And once again, LazerTime listeners can get a free 30-day trial just for signing up at GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime. Thank you so much, Gamefly. Back to to records like vinyl. I just like the idea that the vinyl, having never gone away and not being dead, it is essentially the oldest form of physical media we have. And it was it's been around for a long time, but it was first commercially available, I think, in the early 1940s, and definitely commercially available by 1945. But I found my old Victrola. Yeah, but not a Victrola because like what they were used before there was like commercial releases on record. They were dictaphones, and I found this little thing for this thing called the 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 sound scriber, where you speak into a microphone and it records it onto wax. Dictating machines have gone electronic. (laughs) Speaking to no longer women. Dictating machines now use microphones. This court reporter is reading machine shorthand notes. And boy, it's an exciting day here at the library. Machines <laughs> in order to facilitate transcription. The microphone on the desk carries his voice to the machine where it is recorded on the wax cylinder. Modern electronic recorders may also be connected easily to the telephone. I think that's wow. both charming, and you mm. think that's a long time ago, and the date on this specific video is 1947, wow. the year my father was born. Yeah, wow, that's, and my that's, dad is one year younger than that. But that's, that's the popularization of, like, home media is essentially at that point. You know what wow. the first thing said into that was? What? Hi, kids, we're home early. <laughs> <laughs> Vinyl still being around is crazy to mm-hmm. me, because when I think of, you know, going to Sam Goody for the first time, or to buy my first CD, like... Vinyl wasn't anywhere in there. It was tapes on the wall and CD in the middle. And, yeah, I and think it had kind of disappeared outside there was of like no vinyl used there. record stores. But yeah. I mean, like, Amoeba Records, I was just there in San Francisco, alive and well in Haight-Ashbury. Well, yeah, where I lived in the suburbs, there weren't... I didn't go to the cool places that still sold vinyl. Now that's where I live, where it'd be harder to buy a CD, uh, a new CD at uh, my local Rasputin than it would be to buy vinyl, I would bet. And, and so, like, uh, yeah, records never, ever, ever have died. And maybe stronger than ever, again, that older albums outsold new music for the first time ever means that the people buying physical media are buying old stuff, not new stuff. They just want to buy reissues. That's, yeah. that's pretty, I don't know, that's pretty I feel ridiculous. bad for you new bands who can't get on it. Well, as someone who's super nostalgic, it's... Yeah. it's Kind of awesome. Like, it's great for nostalgia of teens <laughs> like us, certainly. And I just I love this because like part of like being falling in love with physical media, which is safe to say we all did, right? Yeah. I just found this adorable commercial um, that reminded me of something specific. Are you fed up with constantly searching for the records you want? Are you tired and frustrated from always straightening out your LPs? Always. Now with KTEL Record Selector, this will never happen again. To choose your favorite music, tilt the first record forward. The others follow automatically. 
Pick your selection when it appears. It's just it's it just fucking, fans your records. It's a fucking Rolodex. It is, but like I when I got into like the NES, I remember one of the most exciting things was Nintendo had a first party video game box holder. Have you oh, remember that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. You could put like ten games in it yeah, or something. I think I had one. And whenever I filled one, I was like always so excited to get the official Nintendo <laughs> cartridge holder. Uh, I, have, I, I believe I had three of them filled, legit, as a wow, little as wow. a young man. But those those things are so records are so big. Like how that thing is giant. Yeah, That's it was big. definitely it was definitely huge. But I mean, they're thin and it's sort of fans for basically how you'd scroll through like an older jukebox. Wow. Um, I wanted to get to this though. So let's if we leave records behind, mm-hmm. there have been other uh, <laughs> other methods of getting our audio to us. This is great because this is Jimmy J. Walker. Uh, pimping both of, b- for both of our purposes. The Panasonic take-in tape that plays and records cassettes, and the Panasonic Dynamite Eight that plays eight-track cartridges. Yeah. It's a blast. Their terrific colors play on batteries <laughs> and electricity. But what makes the Panasonic take-in tape and Dynamite Eight so right is that they both sound like dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> That was, so, that was so much had, work. You had to get there. Really worried he wasn't going to say it. In and it does this thing <laughs> and this thing, and that is what makes it dynamite. And he's, he's talking about both cassette tapes and eight tracks. And I is it safe to say have any of us ever operated an eight track in our entire lives? Yeah, no, my dad had many many eight tracks, and like his oh shit, his van uh, had an eight track player like on the ceiling. Like, really? It would hang from the ceiling of the of the van, mm-hmm. and wow. you would just like slam an eight track in it. And and back in the day, they liked eight tracks because when you bought it, it had like a picture on it. Yeah, it was like a big like old Nintendo cartridge, yeah. but it had like album art on it, and you could actually kind of select tracks. Yeah. Just this very mechanical kerchunk, kerchunk. I love that kerchunk of, of an eight track. And it would go to the song, and then when cassettes came out, like he was saying, like at first he didn't even like them because it's like you get the cassette, and mm-hmm. then it's just this gray thing with no picture on it, no yep. art. And yeah, then it comes, you it comes fast, in a protective case, and you got to fast forward and rewind to manually scrub to where you want to get. And it's like an eight track; you didn't have you to. You can't do rewind that. on an eight track. I, yeah. I just learned this. Yeah. Like you can't rewind on an eight track. Oh wow! Um, yeah. My only eight track memory is like my parents had one and like would leave like the eight track. Cassettes around, really? and from afar they look like Atari cartridges. Yeah, and I they would look, get excited, they... be like, "Oh, do we get a new Atari?" Oh, it's fucking. And I was, it also reminded me of like old Famicom Japanese games yeah. because yeah. they're all different colors. Like, there's no standard eight track color. And that's whereas what cassettes, awesome. it's like gray. I think that's Black. why they still look awesome. They contain the cover art on the actual physical media. Unlike a tape, it didn't come in I a case. Specifically, remember listening a lot to Three Dog Night, <laughs> Cre- wow, really? Credence. And the Who. Well, that's. If, wow. I was going to say, that's kids, perfect. if you don't know what an eight track is, it's the thing that Big Lebowski is popping in his uh, in his in his, in his car <laughs> right. to play Credence. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I was reading it, it was successful in general. The same reason like satellite radio has like has stayed around at all mm. is because it came standard in cars. Uh. Like it's cars. Like you think of Sony pushing DVD on people, mm. it was cars that made eight mm. tracks popular. Or just that you buy a computer, it's got Windows. Yeah, like, kind of. You didn't, you you didn't, didn't choose, for one but you have this thing that accepts all this stuff we have for sale. Yeah. And the satellite radio, I think, operates the same way. They they count subscribers sometimes as cars sitting on a lot that have a three month uh, subscription paid for. That's like saying, like, well, we've got so many subscribers to this GameStop magazine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, but eight track, you couldn't rewind. Uh, it was the first audio, for, or first physical media format with copyright protection as well. well but it, it was, I was reading about these reasons why it failed, and that 
you, you you've heard one, Brett, and they have the mm. you hear things happening within the thing yeah. itself. It sounds like something made a hundred years ago. So they broke constantly. Mm. All those <laughs> whirlamigigs, and mm. they were super unreliable. I guess all that kachunk, yes. kachunk, like it's mm. it's not. Uh, it seems like a fragile thing can take all that pushing. But so then, cass- audio cassettes appear. Well, next, well right? I wanted to I wanted to give you because oh, we played this a long time ago on another on another podcast. But uh, I think this is great. What, they, the, what, some of the reasons why they failed: they broke all the time. Uh, they were a little more expensive, and it was really easy to make bootlegs. And uh, like a lot of a lot of musicians were against them because there were bootlegs everywhere. That, and it, this they call this like trucker porn, but there's even unlicensed audio pornography. Yeah, track. Yeah, it's great. Hello, Carol, you fucking whore. <laughs> Honey, that's a hell of a way to talk to your best girl buddy. What the fuck are you bitching about? <laughs> yeah. You know damn good and well what I'm talking about, you bitch. You fucked Joe the bartender last night, and he wasn't worth shit. <laughs> I sucked his joint for 30 minutes, and his prick was like a piece of spaghetti. <laughs> to crown it off, the bastard had the nerve to laugh when oh. it wouldn't come up. But he finally admitted that you had fucked and sucked him earlier during his lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> this delivery is like a PS1 it's, game. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's like the soft. 1940s. It's like Kath- everybody's Catherine Hepburn all of a sudden. Hope is this and Chris has come. Come uh, over, or I'll suck your dick sometime. I, I like a piece of spaghetti. I, I wonder how close to reality that all was. All the blowjobs in all the world. But I like to imagine that's how the proper ladies talk to each other in their personal time back then. Wait a minute, you cock-greedy bitch. After all, I'm the one who's a divorcee and he's all alone. At least, Grace, you're still married and have some steady cock around. You're alone like the top girl in a whorehouse, you bitch. Jesus. <laughs> Why are they so mad at each other? So, and I guess the trucker is jerking off to this as he looks well, well, like fancy this, ladies. I, I have the, I had, I had, I downloaded all these on a separate computer for like two computers ago. I couldn't, I actually couldn't, had trouble finding them on the internet. There is like, and they're basically narrating everything they're doing. Oh, oh you're sucking my dick so awesome. <laughs> and it's it, it it does get porny, but like I think that's just the introduction. It's a fun introduction. Uh, but we that, don't want to get too dirty. A track, <laughs> the deadest format of all. Yes. Oh. Well, so with cassette tapes then. Well, how about oh. this? I want to close out essentially this is the end of the music for the most part. Okay. For the most part. And we'll get into stuff we're more video stuff and stuff we're you're more familiar with from within our lifetime when we get back. Thank you guys so much for listening. I wanted to say right off the bat, obviously, we have a Monday night movie. It used to be Patreon exclusive. It's open for everyone. And tonight, people, we are watching what might be the best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Captain America Winter Soldier in honor of Civil War coming out in America this weekend. And guess what? We will also be doing yet another live Laser Time review. We're going to go see the movie this Friday. And then we're going to start streaming. You can join in on next Monday's episode of Laser Time. So check that out. More details on LaserTimePodcast.com. Speaking of lasertimepodcast.com, we got a bunch of cool write-ups there. If you liked last week's show about the oldest toy, I have a giant companion article for you. I'm sorry I didn't see Mr. Potato Head, everybody. But here's what you can see exactly what I did see, including links to buy. And we encourage you to use our Amazon links because that helps support us. 
And also, I would like to plug our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash network. Everybody's been giving us good feedback on the stupid things Superman does in video games, but not a lot of people are seeing it, but it's right there on youtube.com slash network as well as two new series we have currently in their sixth episode. We have an exploration of the 1990s Marvel Series 1 trading cards, the very thing that got uh, little Brett, Hank, and Chris into Mar- the Marvel Universe to begin with, as well as our all-the-way look at Kingdom Hearts, and this week's video is the weirdest ever if you'd like to see a montage of me dying at the first boss and laugh at my pain. But thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend. Please check out our other shows. We appreciate you guys supporting us so much, and of course, there's patreon.com slash time if you'd like to support us monetarily. Got an exciting episode of Bonus Time for you up this week. You have access to all of our movie commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpsons, a bunch of other awards, cartoon and wrestling commentaries, and it's all yours starting at $5. So go over to patreon.com slash laser time and check us out. Anyway, back to the show. Last week on Cheap Podcast, the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling... So the way I think of uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is like, it's this beautiful meal that's, yeah. that every place makes. Beef lasagna or whatever. I love this at every place I go to. And now you've given the ingredients to WWE of like, can you make this great lasagna for me? And I fear they're going to undercook it or not do it the right way. And, and I'll be like, well, this will still be good. Like, it's lasagna, but I've had it better. And yeah. so I just don't want that to happen. So you really want lasagna. <laughs> Let's go get lasagna. Garfield wins. Listen to Cheap Podcast on the Laser Time Network and on iTunes and on the internet every Friday morning. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking. Welcome back. See, I'm speaking as if I'm talking to a dead format, but whatever. It's a podcast. Uh, we're talking about dead media formats. Uh, would you want to mention about cassette tapes? Uh, well, that just are- with cassette tapes that I rem- uh, the only thing I remember about them now is that music groups were afraid of that of having their stuff stolen then too, mm-hmm. and it was when Metallica was getting mad, or specifically Lars Ulrich, the drummer from Metallica, was getting mad over uh, Napster. People went back to 15 years earlier where he also took a stand on, hey, we make all these Metallica albums, people are just going to dub their cassettes, they're going to steal from us. And mm-hmm. people said, well, you, you were still very rich in the 80s, so I think, I think you did okay, <laughs> and people didn't steal your music. But dubbing a cassette is not as easy as taking all music all the time for free off of Napster. I, I, it's great. One of my favorite clips I revisit on the web, and we'll get into more of uh, movie and videotape discussions. Just want to get this out of the way because obviously all these companies tend to fight the home format. You have that's that's why you, you probably don't see it anymore because Sony is both a studio that creates content and, and owns a and owns a format seller. Of media. But at the time, like everybody was suing Sony for the adventure of the VHS, wow. and like uh, they lost in part. Uh, what is it? Universal Studios versus Sony. Universal suing Sony for making a VHS allowing people to tape their content. Oh, wow. Uh, and one of the people, like, one of my favorite clips on the web is Mr. Rogers testifying about getting public television money. There is video of that. There's not video of this, but just a transcript. But Mr. Rogers was brought in to testify on behalf of the VCR. Wow. Here's a little, I'll read in my best, Mr. Rogers. I've always felt 
that the advent of all this new technology that allows people to tape the neighborhood off the air, they then become more active in programming of their family's television life. Very frankly, I am opposed to people being programmed by others. My whole approach to broadcasting has always been, you are an important person just the way you are. You can make healthy decisions. I just feel that anything that allows a person to be more active in the control over his or her life is a healthy and important Wow, that's a great... Mr. Rogers winning it for VCRs. That's a great argument, yeah. Wow. Just remember, you can never fall in your VCR. (laughs) VCRs were a huge thing like they're... Well, let me get let me get okay. to this for because I want to start even earlier because okay. one of the things that that uh, I that got me on this tift is something I'd never heard of, CEDs. 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 Uh, very like far back in the very early '80s, late '70s, it was videos approach home video, which was not a thing, and I, I kept trying to find commercials and because um, I, I do own a couple reels of Disney films, but they're yeah. not 35 millimeter theatrical reels. They're stuff like if you were really rich. Uh, uh, you could, uh, if you're really rich, you could afford a projector, projector. In, in a film. And like they were, I, th- I was looking up what was the first VHS or like just tape thing in general. And in this, as far back as the '60s, they had a tape player that played video, and it cost fifty thousand dollars, fifty four hundred thousand dollars adjusted oh, for inflation. And individual I, tapes, ninety minute tapes, were three hundred to five hundred dollars. Oh. Then. Oh. Was that the stuff in autofocus too? Was that the shit? Like that some was it, home. Yeah. Me- home well, media, some of that was but, Super Eight, but like, yeah. but even even then, without without someone setting a standard, it's not like Hollywood could reissue movies on um, yeah. in any other format other than television. But you couldn't tape off of. You mm-hmm. couldn't tape anything of your own. You can record anything of your own then. But it's, it's all. It, I, I love, mean, we I have, love the cyclical nature yeah. of all this too, because a new format will come out. Television comes out, so all of a sudden, well, we need shit. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of old movies come on. And uh, when we were talking about Halloween, I love people of my dad's generation rediscovering 1930s Dracula and Frankenstein movies because television has nothing else original <laughs> and is playing these content. old black and white films. And kids kids my dad's age fell in love with them in I the mean, 50s and 60s. That's how we all saw Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. because Cartoon Network wasn't making then, new stuff. Then Cable aired. comes out. Yeah. And then Cable has nothing left to do but play old TV shows mm-hmm. from the 1960s and 70s. Turner and, bought the uh, MGM mm-hmm. library partially to get all those Tex Avery and, and Tom and Jerry cartoons. And now we, now we have streaming and YouTube. Uh, like Hollywood has put some movies in their entirety on YouTube. And again, DreamWorks, Comcast just bought DreamWorks to fill its own air. It's buying <laughs> content. Ugh. And redistributing old. There's shit too to much content, and yet they always need more to fill to fill the air. But CDEs were this this really early way to try and get videos into the home, and it was videos on vinyl, wow. fucking vinyl. Vinyl. Um, How they see CEDs wow. capac- capacitance electronic disc. Um, RCA stereo video disc wants you to see the music anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> It's music like you've never seen. Video like you've never heard. Buy an RCA stereo video disc player now and get a six-pack. A stereo music six-pack of great video discs. $150 value, free. Featuring flash dance and more. Legally distinct tune. And it's it's marketing mostly on like Flashdance and Duran Duran videos, yeah. like being able to to watch music videos at home. Just as music videos were getting new, yeah. now yeah. it was maybe it was the music company saying like, can could we sell the music videos? Yeah. Like because music videos just, were just commercials at first. You, you know? buy a CD CED player, you get six free yeah. discs. 
a one hundred and fifty dollar value. This is a uh, whoa. This is model one Sega CD level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of like buy the Sega CD, get I don't know nine CDs of crap. <laughs> we can't sell these things. Just get eight of them. And that, that's an, another distinction I wanted to make. That uh, let's see if this this works at all. I'll just get out of the way now. It's the best part of the day. You put all your cares away. Get ready for a smile on your face. It's just the right time. It's just, just the right place. place. I play this in 72. The music you love, the movies you share, yeah. the things that make you care. Why do I know this? Special Columbia House offers this month in selected magazines, newspapers, and your mail. Selected. That shit was everywhere. Get eight CDs for a penny. And yeah. like that that happened, I, I believe, because Columbia kind of invented home video, home uh. home entertainment, and like that's why they Columbia didn't produce all those albums. I love those ads because they were always on different paper than the rest of the magazine. Yeah. And it like felt fun in my fingers. I at least <laughs> I, I got a bunch of... Uh, I at least did it once. That is I definitely dead. But, oh, yeah. CEDs, the first one I ever created was a small portion of Get Smart. It, and most of them were music videos because there, wow. there, was, there was enough storage to put like an entire movie on. Of course. Well, okay, so then VHS and nope. beta came. No, not, not yet. Uh, now, VHS te- technically did, but let me get this out of the way. We're not talking a lot about audio. Okay. Um, see if anybody remembers this. Oh, this is Memories. The amazing Sony Mini Disc is the digital way to record your music on a disc and personalize your favorite mix. So that's the Sony Mini Disc, ah. and, and barely distinctive from the CD, other mm. than it allowed you to make your own mixtapes, and it was basically a CD inside a protective case, which oh, was yeah. the big issue with CDs. I remember that. Failed big time, but it was heavily marketed in the mid-90s. Sony has tried to package discs in so many ways. Dude, they've been trying to pimp formats on you for years. That's such a terrible selling point. Labels? You can write things (laughs) on them. You could do that to tapes. You could do that to (laughs) tapes, but you couldn't skip around. You couldn't make mixtapes very easily. But to record on a digital format, (laughs) that was brand new. CDRs were not around when Minidisc were doing that. Uh, But I just want to go back. We're jumping back into video. This is my favorite name. For a, a home video technology ever, show you 1981, obviously. In a short time, you'll see the index appear on my screen. Select the program you want. The name of this program is How to Use Disco Vision. What? Disco Vision. Wow. That was for the second I thought it was Clippy telling us <laughs> no. how to use stuff. That 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 is the instructional Disco Disco Vision disc teaching you wow. how to use it. It's a video format that you could select certain tracks on and Disco it, Vision. That's amazing. Like it, it puts it so specifically in a uh, an era there. Though I've met European people who call still call clubs discos. It, it eventually think, like, it wait, absolutely are you million years old. Eventually went into like laser disc, but they uh, are record size digital video discs. But this just just a brief clip of this uh, instructional video. It shows you how far the technology has come. Someone did it for you. Well, then it's time to begin your education. To get me going, you start by pressing the power button on my front. I need about three minutes to warm up. Oh my God! <laughs> so wow! <laughs> you can watch a YouTube video during that time. Uh, so you might as well leave me on all day. I won't uh, overheat. 
I will take a lot of power. <laughs> Lots of power. It's be leeching power for days. And you know three minutes is the most conservative <laughs> estimate they're making. Three minutes. Three minutes. Because you do remember your VCR, if it was off, took a while to get oh, booting yeah. and, and, and playing a yeah, tape. I guess so, but man. But. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't, if you don't want to trust this talking disco vision, there's a different <laughs> version out there. Um, this is a certain person talking to a glowing rock about a brand new form of video, home video technology. The rock says, "I can understand you." Yeah. I'm Leonard Nimoy. Hey. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Interesting. A record player that produces beautiful sound and pictures through my TV. What is it called? Ah, MagnaVision. Gourmet video for people who know and love video. I see. The system consists of this MagnaVision optical video disc player, a laser vision video disc, and my TV. This single wire. Ah. I, I just it's it's hypnotic wow. how fucking 80s that is it's uh, like a 10 minute promo vi- for you know, disco vision I just directed a movie <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to switch seats did he just directed a movie at that what point? year was that uh, 81 so 82 uh, he had yeah. no no like 84 85 because like, you're, you're into you're into Wrath of Khan search for Spock Voyage home territory with yeah. that, and he's like making the most famous Star Trek movie <laughs> I mean it's probably something you figure like what uh, 10,000 people may see it who cares like but he also his star wasn't on the biggest now, rise at that point I mean he he's writing a book called I am not Spock yeah uh, him and I mean Shatner was easily the most successful out of it he was second but even then it was like he wasn't starring in a show. He was doing like um, those in search of shows. He was voicing those. But even if I'm marketing a brand new technology, why not yeah. get someone who's associated with sci-fi in the future? It's very smart marketing. And though you've got Leonard Nimoy, and he just he's selling it great. But like, so this rock's gonna make noise. <laughs> That's right, the Magnavision. Um, <laughs> and we'll we'll move out of that because then you get. This started back in 1976, okay. uh, but it eventually won the format war as far as home video went. Marty, shh, you'll scare the fish. Oh, we're missing the big football Relax. game. Relax, my VHS home video recorder is taping it right now. Yeah. Terrific. Watch. Terrific. But suppose it's over three hours. Relax. Panasonic VHS tapes up to four hours of sports, movie specials on one cassette. Wow. This VHS is for me. We've got the whole game. Best catch of the day. Yeah. VHS, the four-hour system from Panasonic and other leading companies. Yeah. Uh, Eat shit, beta. I don't even know if JVC is still around. It was the first TV I bought myself, but they pioneered yeah. VHS technology. And- I definitely bought a number of VH- blank VHS tapes from JVC to tape mm-hmm. uh, Space Ghost Coast to Ghost, MST3K, mm-hmm. The Simpsons, all that off TV. But that the reality of that ad is so interesting to show you how things were then of just uh, guys I, like, we're going fishing, but I want to watch football. Hey, we got VHS. We can watch it some other time. What? Yeah, I mean, the commercials are all super weird. This one's not, you mentioned Memorex, so I might as well play this. Look at me. Do you like what you see? Good. Because it's not me. It's a recording of me on new Memorex videotape. This remarkable tape has been recorded and re-recorded 100 times. But I bet you still couldn't tell if it was Memorex or me. 
Re-recording yeah. over If you got cheap VHS yeah. Re-recording yeah. over It made shittier images All that shit You get at the checkout counter In the drugstore And just breaks all the time <laughs> uh, But I think And I think this year The last uh, The last recordable VHS Was released Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah I think uh, This year or last year And I'm sure that There's upstart companies I went into Amoeba Records mm. A famous record store In San Francisco And like They have Blank cassette tapes Behind glass and it's yeah, like, there's a the corner stores like CVS and Walgreens. Mm-hmm. They'll have blank tapes because a lot of places still use them for closed circuit TV. True, uh, true. So it helped us out. Uh, listen to the, one of the latest bonus times to figure out why mm-hmm. my building needed to consult its VHS tape security <laughs> footage. I mean, VHS tapes were a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. tons of them. Yeah. Recently, when my uh, when my mom moved out of uh, our old place, she was taking my stuff with her, mm-hmm. and she asked me, like, this is a lot of stuff. I had a lot of junk to pack up, and mm-hmm. she said, do you really need all these anime VHSs or any of them? I was like, no, but I was just thinking back to, like, the hundreds of dollars I spent on those VHSs and how, how important they were to me now, and they're just like, these will take up too much space, and I have no way of watching them, and even if I could watch them, It'd be easier to find a YouTube video of a capture of that VHS tape. Yeah. Like it, uh. yeah, and I did just doing this research. I found there are dozens of products marketed. I would guess people your mother's age or your <laughs> not my grandparents' age to transcribing your VHSs, like oh, wow. filling them with total panic mm-hmm. that like your VHSs are gonna die and explode and disintegrate. <laughs> you need this uh, this capture technology to convert them into digital files. Like that is a business. I'm guessing. Yeah. No one, we're not, we, we're not even aware of, but it's it's booming. It's all over the internet. Yeah, I, uh, I, oh, I also worked at a video store when VHS finally died at that video store. That, that and I grew up in an era of the home video camera, mm. and my grandfather and father just taped like everything we did. And I, it's it's really weird to see these commercials inciting panic in old people. Like you're gonna need that sixth birthday party where nothing eventful happened. <laughs> all two hours of it transcribed in digital, or you'll lose it forever. Uh, yeah, I when I worked at the Five Star Video, which actually just closed, it stayed open until February 2016, wow. but it just closed. Uh, but I was there when they got rid of VHS, and they'd only been holding on to it really for like seven customers who were all uh, obviously over 60 and they just didn't want to buy like they didn't want to buy DVDs they're like I like my VHS's but I can never watch anything new and so the only guy I remember who finally converted to DVD was because like his his son bought him a very cheap laptop that had a DVD drive and he's like here dad I will show you exactly put a DVD in here and then it does that, and it's also a laptop. I, like I bought, I remember we bought my grandparents a DVD player, and they were infuriated. Like, why didn't the movie start? I put it, I put the thing in, and the movie's supposed to start. You got to hit one more button. Why, why hit one more button? Why, why? We had to change the the, the, the DVD players have that option of like just playing the movie because old people will get very confused. This director's commentary is no good. A menu. They can't. This Terry Gilliam's a bum. They can't even appreciate all the work going into Arnold Schwarzenegger's just saying what he's doing. It's no good. That is, god damn it, that is fucking hilarious. Look up that YouTube video of the supercut of Arnold Schwarzenegger's DVD commentary for Total Recall, yeah, which so I good. remember was he was paid a record-breaking yeah. $75,000 to sit down and watch his own 90-minute movie and record did, commentary. Did we do a commentary episode of... I don't know that we did. Uh, I, I, I missed them. Yeah, it was like a death of DVD I, I, I did another podcast. I, I don't know if it's up yet. Um, we were talking about the death of... We did a show called yeah. Death of DVD on Laser Time years ago, and it has not died. <laughs> but it, we were talking about... People who do collect movies and liked the bonus features. Yeah. And I was going back and I'm looking at my old video, uh, bo- my DVD bonus features, 
And I'm like, yeah, most of this is like really pappy and <laughs> done by the studio. And it's not really necessary for everything. And, you, and and then we came to the conclusion, like it was just an epiphany. You know what replaced DVD bonus features? Mm-hmm. Us. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, did, there didn't yeah. used to be a format where people would talk long form about mm-hmm. something that used to happen. And the internet automatically does that. You don't That's need true. to bring Vin Diesel to back to talk to talk about Pitch Black. Are you really that interested in a highly edited three-minute piece of him yeah. talking about something he used to do? No, or? I mean, I did love hearing John Carpenter and Kurt Russell talk about mm-hmm. the movie. No, me too. And commentaries out. are great because it is a long-form <clears throat> podcast, essentially. Mm-hmm. You sync up to a movie. Speaking of commentaries, yeah. patreon.com slash laser time. Anyway. We have VHSs. I feel like last time I was in Amoeba, the oldest VHS I saw... Was Alien versus Predator really? Yeah. Which is 04, I think. I, yeah, that was so. that. That has the, another distinction. Something we will get to. I can do a little VHS quiz for you, asshole. Oh. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Don't I, look at the fucking. Yeah. Don't look at the screen. Yeah, Dave. Commercials. I want to watch. Looker, man. Um, I wanted to ask you what was. What do you think the first VHS ever release was? Fast as you can. Uh, oh, first Gone with VHS, the wind. Uh, uh, Ooh, no. uh, well, 1980. Um, uh, Terms of Endearment. Ooh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Elston, you want to give it a Jeez, guess? Uh, you, this was built for you to get it wrong, so just say anything. Ah, uh, Jaws. It is not Jaws. It is a South Korean drama called <laughs> The Good Christ. Teacher, but <laughs> released in 1976 Whoa. before any of us were born. The wow. first VHS, the first, but I do have a list of the first American yeah. VHSs oh. uh, that were released, okay. and there there are three of them. National uh, anthem. No, sorry, <laughs> I'll help you out with clues because it's of a like nation? <laughs> no, no. The first one. Is a very popular musical. Sound of music. That was fucking wow. quick. Jesus Christ! Sound of these all these all retailed for about fifty to seventy dollars in in the nineteen seventies. That's why the rental the rental market exploded at prices like that. Can anybody guess the name of this film? Chariots of Fire. Ooh. Oh, wait, no. Diane's gonna be pissed at you. Oh, I just know the, the Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's a parody of, of this oh. movie. Patton. It no. is Patton. Oh, yes. it is Patton, yeah, the magnificent bastard. Bartha General. Uh, Bartha General, total Patton parody. And the last one uh, released, the, well, the, the last first VHS ever released. Um, let's just say hmm, it spawned a television show. Okay, so this the is last the third mo- of the first. The third of the first VHS spawned movie. Spawned a t- MASH. It is MASH. Yeah. MASH was the. Da, MASH, Sound of Music, da, da, and Patton, da, da, the first da, da, movies ever released da, da, on the VHS format. Just as, all this Vietnam shit. Like, you get one World <laughs> because, War II movie and two Vietnam movies. Because who do you think this was for? Or, sorry. Your, it was yeah, for your parents, right. the most famous movie of your parents' generation. And it didn't really kick in until, st- like, Star Wars mm-hmm. happened. And that is a separate story, trying to read about that. Do you remember seeing your first Star Wars VHS? Yeah. Uh, and it has the, the logo CBS Fox. Yeah. Because yeah. Fox, despite having... Fucking Star Wars, like the biggest movie of all time, was super struggling and couldn't and had to partner with someone else just to release their movie on VHS to get Star Wars on VHS. Well, also in the eighties, like Lucas, after Jedi, Lucas was like, "I don't want Star Wars no more. Like, I don't want to do this anymore." But I, I, by the way, I said two Vietnam films. It's two World War Two films and one Vietnam film. Patton was just popular during Vietnam, so that's why. Wait, is is the movie Mash during Vietnam? Korean War, yeah. Oh, you're wrong on all counts. <laughs> it's all right. Nothing new. They're all um, connected to Vietnam. Tell you what, you know, mind, can yeah. you guess the year the last VHS was released? The last high-profile Hollywood movie. Uh, 2007. Ooh, you're close. 2010? Jesus, no. Back further. 05. Jesus. Elston is definitely the winner as far as this quiz goes. <laughs> and if anybody can get this movie, let me see if I can uh, try and tease it out here. It has Ed Harris in it. Uh, fuck. Directed by David Cronenberg. Like Crash? Or? No. Uh, 
mean, I don't know. It's not Enemy of the Gays. I'm it? trying to make it. I'm trying to make it difficult. History of violence. It is history of violence. Uh. History of violence is the final. I, I, uh. DVD is not dead, so I couldn't do that. So there's no last DVD. I did the first DVD. We'll be discussing, I think, on another thirty twenty ten, which is uh, Twister. Twister. Uh, Twister. Wow. But. Uh, wow, History of Violence. That, well, it also reminds me of buying that Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. What, I think Star Wars was the first VHS I bought with, like, forethought mm-hmm. or of, I have to get the widescreen one. And that's when the widescreen yeah. battle uh-huh. began. And, like, that, the format wars also kind of have to do with the aspect ratio wars of being a uh, media-savvy snob like myself mm-hmm. that, like, it, it now has gone two ways. First, there was widescreen and me working at Blockbuster and having to tell people still, even in like 2001, no, it's not blackening part of your screen. Yeah. You're seeing all of the stuff they filmed. You're seeing all the frame for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. And then meanwhile, now you have people like, oh, The Simpsons should be widescreen. Well, they didn't make it widescreen. I like, have, those seasons aren't widescreen. I have something on my Instagram. One of my favorite jokes is Homer touring the Duff plant. <laughs> it's our, it, We have Duff, Duff Light, and our new flavor, Duff Dry. A dated joke about Bud Dry, but, they're, <laughs> but the joke is that they're all coming from the same pipe, and the framing yes. of the widescreen cuts the joke uh. out. So yeah, like, it drives me crazy. All you have left is people remembering Bud Dry. That's, would it be so... Would it be so bad for people watching FFX to just have black bars on the sides of their screen? Is that so horrible? I don't, and it does look super ugly when zoomed in on. But, yeah, uh, it's not. It wasn't filmed in HD anyway, so who cares? We didn't. We didn't talk a lot about Betamax because, like, I never really got to experience a lot. Of I never had Betamax either. No, but that's I, it. Was a joke. Like as a kid, it was for me. It was already dead. I just knew it as a thing. Comedians or, or sitcoms a joke about like this is deader than Vader. And, and you'll hear, no, you will hear the uh, Tropic Thunder <laughs> clip that I love, where Jay Burchell is talking about Blu-ray and HD DVD, which uh, is which is really funny. Pornography decides the way, but uh, he's like it was decided by porn, and he's not he's incorrect only in that it wasn't decided by porn. Just what I've tried to show you is that like the superior quality home format for any physical media never wins. <laughs> it's the cheaper one. Right. And porn chose the cheaper one, as would the public with or without porn. <laughs> yeah. And so true. Betamax was the superior quality. It was the smaller tape with the better quality, but it was it couldn't even contain most movies. I was even looking back yeah. Super Eight had they released some old media, but it, it didn't have enough space to hold an entire movie so you'd get highlight reels wow. of films. You'd basically you'd, you'd be paying for montages. <laughs> that's that's not worth it. Sorry, Sony. Dude, it, like I remember my my neighbor had like Disney shorts on VHS and the VHS ones had like three or four shorts making for like 27 minutes of entertainment the Betamax Mm -hmm. two two seven minute shorts for like a full price film well when you guys would tape in on your VHS's you had to make the choice between you know EP and SP did you want better quality or did you want more things I was young and dumb I just wanted I wanted the most and always SLP baby I wanted seven hours of Simpsons on one tape I don't care how bad it looked Yeah, uh, well, then it came the latest. So even yeah. at eight hours, it's like, that's. No, I guess that's half a se- Just over half a whole season, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Yeah, and I can watch it then uh, start in the morning, and then when my mom comes home from work, I know it's time to stop watching The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> VHS is gone. It was essentially killed by DVD. And the, the fascinating thing, this, this came up this week, and this really like pushed me into wanting to make this episode, uh, was DVHS. Uh, here's a little commercial for it. A high-definition video format that far surpasses standard TV images has now arrived. DVHS, the video format that allows high-definition images to be digitally recorded and played back in the age of digital television. In 
absolutely insane. Uh, it is, what, this to me is absolutely insane. That, and so the like, cool thing that came out this week, you may have seen it uh, written up on some news sites, is that for a promo, I think JVC filmed high-definition footage of New York, high-definition 1080p, 60-frame-a-second footage of New York in 1993. Wow. And it's, it feels like going back in time. You have never seen New York look like that. It looks like people, it looks like people are dressed up. It looks be- like someone matted in the Twin Towers. <sighs> Wow. It's, it looks insane, Jeez. and it was what? just released this week, and it was a demo for DVHS. DVHS was battling DVD, which is still standard definition. There's no Blu-ray, there's no HD DVD. It has it has a 50 gigabytes worth of storage, the, the amount mm. of a standard Blu-ray. Um, wow, that's a, I want to look this up because yeah, that's something you always see. You know, when we were kids, we joked you could joke. Oh, in the 40s, they weren't everyone was in black and white because that's the footage you had. Now you think like. Oh, in the 90s and 80s, everyone had a film over them, or they just were a little fuzzy on the edges. Yeah. Like, that's how people were but back it, then. It looks, it looks crazy. And I, you don't even have to be, like, a cinephile to, when you see this video. Just look up 1993 New York, and it's, wow. it's all over the web right now. It looks amazing. Wow. Did any of you guys ever buy those? There were, like, I think it was Sony who had this, this line of DVDs where they would take out all the special features and dedicate all of, like, the, the space on the disc to putting the highest quality of a oh, video the super you get super bit that super was bit. it yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean it, they DVD. looked good but it was yeah it wasn't HD you, but, but that's like, that's it, the thing with DVHS is like yeah. it was HD before HD yeah but no one had the television who had the tech for it? Yeah, yeah no one no one knew that they wanted it and like uh, it happened it happened very early but it, it, just looking at their marketing material it's like but and we're also backwards compatible with your old VHSs yeah. it was a huge selling point but by 2002 it was basically dead. Alien vs. Predator, mm. I believe, was supposed to be the last film released. Mm. So there now are all these rare DVHSs oh, around amazing. with yeah. with tape, videotape, high definition. Well, so with Laserdisc, like that was, I did go to a video store that rented Laserdisc, but they only owned, owned like forty of them or yeah. something. But I remember watching this old clip of Ro- of uh, Roger Ebert and uh, Gene Siskel talking about how awesome Laserdisc was and how it was <laughs> the cinephile's dream and all this stuff. VHS was garbage, and they were talking about how. Criterion had just launched, and they're like, Criterion is putting out a laser disc of Ron. It's amazing. <laughs> You'll never see Yojimbo this good. Like they, they were having uh, on like early '90s television, telling people like, "No, you want laser discs. If you love movies, this is it." Yeah, like, I, I am a movie lover, a hardcore collector. I'm also poor. So what I find myself doing is I go to places like Amoeba and the laser disc art is gorgeous. Yeah. And you can't afford an original movie poster made in the original style of the era. Like the laser discs have beautiful, glossy, high res poster arts that I, I'm just buying a bunch of in hopes to frame for a dollar a piece. I mean, they're kind of like vinyl uh, in in that way. Yeah. That they and they were also the size of vinyl too. And I, said, and I don't do a lot of research, but like I, I have a couple things I collect. Like Mystery Science Theater 3000, as a result of I've just always been interested and bought it when it came out. But what I will collect, without looking into it on eBay, is every home video copy of Pinocchio. Wow. I have I, I have a pretty thorough collection, but I know there's like weird reels and Super 8 horse shit that I, I yeah. have never bit. seen. But See, super, they don't have Disney, super, that was a Sony thing. Yeah. <laughs> when Disney d- jumped into VHS, that was a big deal too. It was it was the introduction of the Disney Vault. Like we got to know the Disney Vault because it made like at the daycare I stayed at in like third grade on Disney VHS is a hot commodity because it was like if this breaks, you're not replacing it. Like it can't come back. And these Disney films are the perfect distraction for children. But we got to be careful. Like if Fox and the Hound breaks. 
You know, then we've only got Peter Pan to, to count on. I can't watch the rescuers because there's t- there's tits in it. <laughs> no, but nobody paused it back then. <laughs> Pausing things. Oh, that's one other VHS funny joke I had heard once that yeah. you with VHS porn, mm-hmm. if you rented it and the guy didn't rewind it. When you put it in, you would know exactly when that person finished with the yep. porn because that's when they stopped. So uh, one time at E3 when I worked at GamePro, like, this is the Santa Monica one. So we wow. ran a beach house and did all our work there. But at one point, uh, one of us needed to do something and one of, you know, like our laptop was charging or something. So a coworker, we texted him and he said, use my laptop. That's fine. We, we turn on the laptop and it is in the middle of a porn Wow. And uh, it was called Slut Puppies. And that was just an inside <laughs> so you joke. You tell they closed the yeah. thing right as since. Wow. Uh, and I just want to burn this real quick uh, because I couldn't find it. And I know it existed. <laughs> like, I, Brett, you might know it from Toys R Us. There were little, I thought they were called hit clips. And they were, oh, yeah, Cartoon yeah. Network had a line of like, you could get like a third of a Johnny Bravo cartoon and watch it in this little clip form. And yeah. This this counts as a dead format. I remember this. My uh, my neighbor had it. I, we thought it was really cool, but it was basically just a proprietary media format with a super 80s awesome uh, shell. Here come Pocket Rockers. Tiny tapes, tiny players. Now oh, yeah. I remember these. Pocket Rockers was another oh, one of those boy. things. Just a little tiny... Like one song on uh, yeah, like an yeah. answering machine cassette tape in a cool neon yellow 80s package. You got to hear a song. You got like to hear one song, song when you wanted to. As a kid, you valued little things like that. That's the yeah. music equivalent of those GBA cartridges that would have like one cartoon on them. One yeah. episode of Pokemon on a GBA <laughs> card. Yeah. I also remember, well, this isn't a dead format, but just how... They made the uh, they made the Home Alone tape recorder thing, and it outlived Talkboy. The, the Talkboy. It outlived Home Alone by like decades <laughs> because it was just kids loved being able to record things, I, and I, they didn't care about you can Kevin impersonate McAllister. your uncle. Yep. Exactly. In under the wire, Brett reminded me of we have you. No matter how young you are, listening, you have lived through one super stupid <laughs> dead media format. <laughs> The Sony UMD. Oh, yeah. And I, I kept trying to find more information on it because I, I remember them announcing it. Uh, the UMD, how do we describe it? It's basically almost like a mini disc. It's yeah. a tiny disc in plastic in plastic casing, and it had like a tiny square that yeah. the laser would shoot on the disc. Yeah. So, But it was otherwise protected and in plastic. I think Sony, like uh, we've said this a billion times, but the DVD really took off with the help of the PlayStation 2. Yeah. I mean, and the PlayStation 2 took off for those reasons as well. The second PlayStation and it's a DVD. DVD player, one of those things that's two hundred dollars on the store shelves, and it still plays all my own PlayStation One yep. games. While I was looking to get a DVD player, and I was looking to Sony get has been chasing that dragon yeah. ever since, including with the Blu-ray player and the PS3 that made it six hundred dollars at launch, an insane price. But the the UMD, it very much wanted to be a new format it for everything. It started off for pretty hot, it but yeah. it did, and I can't find a lot of information. But I remember like. UMDs aren't just playable in your PSP. They'll be playable in other things. And, and, yeah. and the world was like, well, like what? Yeah. I like, think- what would I want a standard definition disc yeah. with, like, two episodes of Viva La Bam, which we bring up as a yeah. joke constantly? Because every time I go into, like, an aged San Francisco Best Buy, fourteen ninety nine for yeah, Viva yeah. La Bam Season 2 Part 3. Yeah, it's like just the first episode of yeah. Lost. Just but that the first episode that's of Lost. probably the best pack-in ever for, like, the, when you bought the PSP, you got Spider-Man. You got Spider-Man. On which UMD. was, like, so much better than, like, you know, Talladega Nights, which is a good movie, but that's not the that's not the first thing I would want to see in high definition. But you're looking at a Sony movie. Or King Kong, which is fucking three hours long. I'm never going to watch that movie again. <laughs> never. Once was enough. 
But uh, yeah, I remember the UMDs were everywhere. Like my friends were working at a Best Buy I when they exploded. I think of them as a Best Buy thing, even though they were yeah. sold at other places. But Best Buy leaned into it so hard, and I think they had the most stock they were trying to get rid of. Yeah, and I, we, we wanted to have a conversation about video game formats, but it's like. Mm. I don't know. They've been so utilitarian and like not very proprietary. Now, and it's, they're it, just discs now, and I remember, but they used to be tapes mm-hmm. for a PC. You could get play but stuff on tapes. Like, say the Wii U mm-hmm. is a disc, but it's it's not quite a Blu-ray. It's not quite not like it's its own Nintendo-specific format. Well, Nintendo's been chasing that for years since yeah. the NES days. Well, I mean, they hated to even do a disc, no, but all it was was a protective shell over a microchip. Yeah, like the same the same philosophy behind a mini disc or a CD. When you look at it from an environmental standpoint, it's a bit wasteful to just yeah. like no, let's make eight let's make eight hundred times the plastic we need and just you know destroy the earth. Now, it was yeah. hilarious. Like sorry, but every once in a while we this is like the end of my days at Game GameStop. People would bring in their UMDs that were taken that they took out of the casing, <laughs> thinking like this is broken. Uh, I can't get it play. Like you took it out of the yeah, thing, you idiot. That's ridiculous. But UMD, oh, really? di- I would say, died a terrible death. I cannot believe I still see them on store shelves, even yeah. like GameStops, because they only play on PSP. And it is sort of heartbreaking. There's a crisis. The sequel to Final Fantasy VII, the most revered Final Fantasy yeah. ever, is locked. It locked right. exclusively to the Advent UMD. Children? No, the, right. the, the game sequel, Crisis Oh, right, 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 right. right. Crisis like, Core, and yeah. no one thinks of it. It exists. It happened. In well, itself. It, it's also, it could be, Square is one of the biggest holdouts yeah. of, we could release this digitally as a PSP game, but there's some we don't want to. I, 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 I don't understand just it. But even right. remember, like, Sony released a new P, the PSP Go, where mm-hmm. it just got rid of UMDs. Yeah. And, like, man, you gave up on this fast. I mean, we worked at the place that leaked it. And, yeah. uh, but it was never not a clunky no, format. I mean, even the Go wasn't that great, and nobody bought that either. I, I don't remember ever looking at a UMD with any kind of reverence, like, man, yeah. I hope this dies. <laughs> yeah, but though, I prefer them to, like, the postage stamp-sized, easy-to-lose PS Vita cartridge. Yeah. Which I've, I've bought never once. I've one? Nev- yeah. No, never. I can't even believe they sell them in stores. I think I've bought yeah. three, maybe, but mainly never. I use PS... Well, they're all Persona games. Yeah. I just have an MVC3 I Ultimate lost two copy. different copies of Persona 5. <laughs> on Four. The, that's, but yeah, that concludes four. our episode on dead formats. But one of the reasons we brought it up, and um, we're going to play you a clip from that show, on 302010. 302010, mm-hmm. how do we describe that, Elston? Uh, well, that's a weekly look back mm-hmm. at what happened that very week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. So you get 86, 96, and 06, because we're in 2016 right now. And it got my brain spinning because, like, it, it was... we recently, like a disc? Like, a, like <laughs> an HD DVD, and I, I don't want to retread that ground, but you can hear Diana weigh in on that stuff, and I have a bunch of information there. Hear Don LaFontaine tell you why it's the best new format for films. <laughs> in the world. But 302010 <laughs> comes out every Thursday on LaserTimePodcast.com. We also have other shows. Oh, like, are we in the plugs now? We are. Talking Simpsons. Yes, there's Talking Simpsons. It is uh, where I... <laughs> I experienced Talking Simpsons on VHS all the time, and then it was the first DVDs I bought were Simpsons ones. But uh, it is our weekly exploration of every episode of The Simpsons, one show at a time. We just are into the first third of the third season, and you can find the first season along with a season two special on patreon.com slash laser time. And also, you know, we mentioned Spider-Man. I do a comic book podcast, Cape Crisis. Patreon, five bucks a month, you get a bonus time, a, a weekly podcast where we talk about like behind the scenes stuff, weekly full length movie commentaries. Yes. Uh, yeah, who needs DVDs? 
cartoon and, and wrestling commentaries. Mm-hmm. Eventually, stickers. We're working it out. Stories of men, bloody men in bathrobes on your deck. And hopefully, uh, tales of on you deck. puking in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh man, I gotta hear this. Yeah, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, I would also recommend two episodes I'm really proud of. Death of DVD, which was, man, we were way off. But also, uh, we did, like, one thing I didn't talk about was pay-per-view. We did this weird history oh, of, like, yeah. pay television, right. how that came about. HBO is the first pay channel that there ever existed. But even back in the 50s and 40s, there were little boxes you could call the cable company, and the cable company would call the box, and you could buy a movie and watch it like that. Uh, But it's not really physical media now, is it? Mm, Uh, But check those out. Thank you so much for listening. Check out this clip from 302010. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. Dana Carvey show premieres oh, on so, and I have never heard of this but uh, Steve Carell a cast member on the show uh, Ted, Ted Koppel impression I want to say to the Japanese hey Mr. Yakitori hey Mrs. Teriyaki hey make your own boom boxes and sushi we don't need you I want to say to the Mexicans hey Pablo Don <laughs> Deus a 40 foot wall of reinforced steel Pablo <laughs> uh, ha- barbed wire Pablo <laughs> So like so this is what this we is, call satire. This is now the current yes, exa- actual like politics. This, I, it doesn't have the bite hearing this right now, but in '96 after yeah. Home Improvement, this is funnier and more irreverent than SNL oh, yeah, with a bigger yeah. budget. I think another character on that same episode they ate the heart of a Mexican. <laughs> That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Tab Network. Just to get into more technological news, because I forgot I had this down. Dave had pulled a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this day, this week in history, the first ever HD DVD player is released yep. in America. Ooh. And it's interesting to think about, not just in terms of the format wars. Shit, I meant to grab that clip from Tropic Thunder of hmm. Jay Burrichell explaining <laughs> how porn was going to need to decide the blue, what one oh, Blu-ray yeah, or HD. <laughs> I meant to grab that. But it, it, it's also, there were HD televisions being made and yeah. sold. Did any of us have them in 06? No. I didn't get one until 2010. I had because, I mean, you know, the Xbox 360 came out later that year. Because the Xbox 360 was one of the first things to play HD entertainment. It was, HD was not standard for television airways. The concept of high definition didn't really exist until Xbox and to some extent the HD DVD player. And it came before Blu-ray because Sony was still working on it. Do you remember when was the switch over where you needed the the new receiver even if you used bunny ears? Yeah, I don't... That was like within the last five or six years. that time. But I I, I remember... I was in an communications class in 1999. And the Mm -hmm. government... And TV fights... The government says you need to be HD 
and digital by this date. And the, yep. the channels fight that Ooh, as yeah. much yeah. as they can. They fight change as much as they can. Comcast, I cannot believe how their HDT channels still come through. CBS, channel 496. <laughs> oh, HD. Like, why are you still broadcasting the SD ones if I, mm. if I have the HD? It, yeah, is, it's yeah. because it's an extra part of their package. It's not standard. Mm. And like, the, the, like right now we're talking about 4K. I have a 4K television. There is no way to get that entertainment mm-hmm. into the internet because of Comcast. <laughs> because it can't travel through the internet fast enough to stream. Mm-hmm. It's ah. got to be downloaded. But hey, you're future-proofing. And, and just that like this was a format where pre- it was previously released in Japan, but it came out in America the for HD a, DVD. a cool price. Toshiba developed HD DVD platform for the cool $500. Oh. <laughs> and it couldn't see that it was going to lose to Sony because Sony thought they could pioneer Blu-ray, and they were kind of right. It was wi- weird. Because the PlayStation... Launched yeah. DVDs, it gave everybody all, all of a sudden everybody wanted a PlayStation could also play DVDs. I was on that train very yeah, early. Yeah. I knew many who were, but yep. that that was many, but almost half of you listening, I'll bet that was your first DVD player, a PS2. Yeah, and they but, thought they could do it again with the PS3, and that made the PS3 six hundred dollars at launch. Yep, yeah, and it was a money, diets. and and it was at a loss, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It yeah. cost more. You got that sweet Talladega Nights uh, Blu-ray for free. That's it's true. Here, that PS3, yep. which was pretty Still sweet. And it all seems very quaint. Like the HD DVD holds up to thirty gigabytes on a dual-layer disc. Thirty <laughs> gigabytes, huh? Wow, thirty. Oh, with six times the resolution of standard DVDs, plus high-def surround sound. HD DVD makes your chases high speedier. Your heroes testosteroneier. And your enemies bloodthirstier. That's Don LaFontaine. Yeah, uh, RIP. RIP, the old trailer guy doing the yeah. HD DVD commercial. Now, I'm looking at what they're showing. They're showing, what, 300, Matrix. Well, Looked like that might be Rain of Fire up there. <laughs> I, w- I, I don't want to bore everybody because I did want to do some research on this. And you see video gamers are used to people mm-hmm. arguing over exclusives. Uh, but yeah. one, one, this is the only time that it happened with movies in my lifetime. I'm not sure well, any studio chose a side with I mean, Betamax. Well, no, yeah. porn. no, they did. Well, but that was a hit that we weren't cognizant of. Yeah, yeah, I was not aware yeah, that, that was, was going that on. That was when you were itty-bitty-bitty. This but one, I, yeah. But I remember, like, and I chose HD DVD 1 because of the cheap player add-on for the Xbox, yeah. which works on the Xbox One. Wow, really? Uh, totally. It's totally Whoa. compatible. Oh, uh, I bought two of them that. in case one breaks, and I chose that mm-hmm. one. You'd be proud of me, Diana, mm-hmm. because uh, the studios were picking sides, and Universal yep. chose exclusively yep. to go with HD DVD, and like, well, you have this old, awesome library of shit you've made and acquired, and then I remember it being a big deal, like, Paramount has decided. Transformers is Blu-ray only, and like, in this yeah. small like <laughs> HD disc world, whoa! What the yeah. fuck? I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Transformers. Quit celebrating. <laughs> like that's not that's not a win. It was an yeah. interesting tit for tat that was going on. I remember reading on like Ain't It Cool News them talking up. Which is it gonna be? We don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be. I think they at a time they were saying it was gonna be HD DVD because one. HD DVD is a name makes a more sense name. than yeah. Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was out first, it was out and it first. had the support, and it seemed like and here's the, big the movie thing. companies weren't going to go with Blu-ray because Sony owned it, and they're a competitor in movies. But they we they tried to avoid avoid format wars, and mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to say this and sound old, but kids, you will never. I don't think you'll see a format war again. Yeah. There's, not there's really no formats. physical media. <laughs> like you're, you're going to see an argument over platforms and yeah. services. Like subscribe to Amazon. Yeah. Prime videos or Netflix, you're not going to see 
where you have to decide on the machine that you want, and yeah. that's that's good. Maybe that's for good VR, for but I don't even know. Yeah, maybe for, that, that's a good, that's a good point. But but, that, but that's the delivery system for it. It's not the physical media. Like arguments over who presses a disc yeah. don't exist anymore. They're lucky to sell a Blu-ray anymore. Like, yeah. People don't I, want discs. Just remember because Disney was Disney was just they just let everybody fight it out and Pixar quietly released just Blu-rays and they were beautiful yeah. but it was kind of that was like Disney saying well we're probably just going to go Blu-ray we're not yeah. eventually Blu-ray was technically the superior format but the the weird thing was that something that involves Sun's Java system and how those discs run there was Jeez. a fight over that as well and that exact cuz they they tried to have oh, a symposium right, right, right. and avoid format wars however HD DVDs ran off a Microsoft platform yeah. and so Microsoft's uh. like well Make a cheap player for our Xbox, mm-hmm. and we'll tr- try and help win this war for not only our Xbox, but for our dis- high-definition yeah. disc platform. It's called IHD. I don't mm-hmm. know enough about it. <laughs> but it, it, it's just, to me, it's super interesting. I think it's the last format yeah. war we'll ever see. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting that this round of format wars, Blu-ray, mm-hmm. is superior quality. Mm-hmm. Because the last round, beta versus VHS, beta is actually superior quality. And owned by Sony. And owned by Sony, but... It wasn't superior quality. But there was a length problem, Mm -hmm. there was a cost problem, Mm -hmm. and because of the cost problem, porn went VHS. And so he's totally right in Tropic Thunder. (laughs) Porn decided which one was going to work. Porn decided on the cheaper format, and there's a great documentary on it on, uh, fuck, I think Amazon, about just the VHS format in general. How, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was the lower capacity thing but yep. you could fit a, at least a whole movie I remember my friend had like a Betamax with Disney cartoons on it I'm like there, there are three seven minute cartoons <laughs> yeah. Boy, on this wow. Betamax meanwhile with like Laserdisc versus DVD like I didn't really do it like Laserdisc never really took yeah, off I think the, big, the yeah. big thing was is that just slightly Blu-ray could hold more data Mm-hmm. All the movies were compressed the same way, yeah. and that's why you make fun of me for having HD DVDs. And I don't know why I still do, uh, but it's it, they're the same compression technology that's on a Blu-ray. I'll never fire that shit up again, mm-hmm. more than likely. But I don't know. If, and so like, when I yeah. noticed it was failing, I started buying them in bulk. But the first movies released in the HD DVD platform: Phantom of the Opera, yeah. The Last Samurai, yeah. and this could have won them the war. Serenity. That's what that's what made me buy an HD DVD yeah. player. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I still own the, the Blu-ray. Only, yeah, it's the only way, play, way I can watch Serenity in in high definition. Now I can't like throw a dead cat on the internet without finding Serenity <laughs> in HD. But back yeah, then, I know was the only way. it now just feels so old-fashioned to think of. I have to have this format to see the thing in the best version that I like. And now it's just like weirdly, it's everywhere. Contents everywhere. We're weirdly there again because. Mm-hmm. Well, Again, 4K, like most even. internets cannot handle 4K. I got a 4K television, and I'm like, oh, what's, how do I play 4K hmm. stuff? And there's almost nothing. You have to pay a lot extra for it. And there's an exclusive hard disk drive that you have to get called My Cinema that locks movies onto it, that downloads the movies onto the hard drive itself, and you can watch them eventually and unlock them via massive DRM. Wow. So it feels ah. it, it, all of this feels really old because there are remastering. There, I think there are 4K Blu-rays. Yeah, I think 4K discs are coming. I mean, Sony was really at, at most CESs in the last few years. Sony's pushing hard their 4K and, technology. And they're the only ones because they own films and they sell electronics. There's not a lot of other companies that they can compete with on that front. Uh, but the last films released were Into the Wild, great film. Twister uh, were released ah! in, in May of 08. And then one steelbook straggler, everyone's favorite Tarantino movie, Death Proof. Wow. It's the last major movie released in, wow. on December 15, 2008. That's almost so, like a Tarantino-style decision. Like, I'm going to be the last HDV, <laughs> okay? Let's be weird, okay? Let's be weird. That's it. Oh, wait. Tell them video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star.
Before